Your support helps us bring fresh voices, new voices, and credible voices. Support Mind Podcast by clicking on support the Mind Podcast link on mind.net. You can also write to us at info at mind.net about any other way you would like to support Mindmakers. Hello and welcome to Mind Podcast 105.0. This is Sunanda Vashisht coming to you from Houston and with me is my friend and comrade in arms, comrade um, Pramod Kumar Buravalli. Do you take umbrage if I call you comrade? No, I am calm and I have red blood. <laughs> so you can call me, me, comrade. Call me comrade. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, there is no red. There is no red in you? Only blood. Only blood? <laughs> <laughs> we are not going to talk about blood and gore any anymore because uh, Tamil Nadu saw a lot of that today. Yeah. Um, in the floor test that was happening, which wasn't a floor test, it was something, I, I don't know what it was. Disco dance. Uh, I don't know. It was it was pretty pretty surreal. Although this is not the first time that this has happened. Lot of assemblies and lot of um, yeah, places in protest. Parliament they, also this has happened. But this is amazing that they actually threw the chairs at each other. Stalin's um, shirt was torn and they were going crazy. I think after five hours or six hours, it took them five hours to get the floor yeah. test. So. Um, so OPS's Paneer Salvam's revolt or rebellion is short-lived. We will talk about this current scenario in Tamil Nadu in a bit. We'll come back to it. Um, but it's just been uh, democracy has been demo crazy everywhere yeah. um, this week, from Tamil Nadu to yeah. United States, where uh, Trump addressed the media and. Uh, Everyone knows what happened there. Um, he he says the right things sometimes, yeah. but he just does not know how to say them. So that is his. Till he learns how to say them, he he will always be in trouble. <clears throat> Executive government and media should always be at loggerheads. That is very very healthy for the democracy. But they should not be working against each other. Ultimately, in any democracy, when um, press and uh, government, they sort of come and clash with each other, the overall good is always for the country, you know, nobody right. should doubt that. But somehow in uh, America this week, it seems that the press, the intelligence com community, White House, the executive, judiciary, everyone is working in five or six different tandems. and. Is this really going to be for the well-being of United States of America? We don't know. We will talk about that as well when we come into yeah. uh, when we talk about <clears throat> this. The only good point about this week has been ISRO and what they do. That is that is one good bright, bright. spot that always you know uh, brightens our day. So we had a wonderful piece by uh, Harita Pusarla who talked about ISRO and its journey till here. Yeah. So um, Pramod, would you like to speak a few words because I really want to start on positive news. We will go back to all this what we talked about but say a few things about ISRO and what you what do you think about this greatest you know well, great new um, thing that they well, did. Well this launch and this achievement is basically shows the mastery of ISRO's uh, team at miniaturizing satellites, satellites to the nano level and they are launching smaller 
more efficient satellites which is unheard of at a commercial level the french the russians the americans and to certain extent the chinese have the capability to launch satellites at 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 will uh, but the cost and the scale at which india is doing and actually earning money for itself so yeah. isro for whatever uh, uh, goals it is going to set for the next 10 15 years if it is able to make this um, commercial arm of launching global satellites at a, in a, at a price at a economical price becomes the next outsourcing model absolutely it is amazing where isro has trans and positioned itself at at a spot where you cannot compete with india in terms of technical capabilities in terms of cost in terms of uh, capability to uh, monitor and manage it in fact you will have the most lucrative next uh, of jobs will be space scientists can you Indeed. imagine that i want to ask you a most question most underpaid huh? i want to ask you a question how did isro escape the big bad bureaucratic world red tape in india <clears throat> because there are organizations although we are critical of many organizations there have been navratnas there have been DRDO organizations would, DRDO like would be one. Uh, there have been organizations like ntpc mm. ongc which have been generous see it all depends uh, for example Uh, Mr Korean is known for uh, the milk, milk revolution, revolution only because he was heading NDDB NDDB's mm. National mm. Dairy Development Board. Board so it depends on MS Swaminathan for for that uh, matter was uh, responsible for the green revolution these people and the personalities that come to the helm of affairs are very important so you know? even government cannot take them away from their goals it depends on for example vikram sarabhai vikram sarabhai was the father of indian space program yes. then eventually you had abdul kalam then you had professor kasturi rangan professor u r rao these were people who are rotating between the department of atomic energy yeah. uh, the drdo and then coming back to isro now the current uh, set of uh, leadership is also pretty good the past i think 5 to 7 years there was some problem with uh, uh, dr madhavan nayar yes. with some people who had uh, probably not that capability like mr radhakrishnan uh, there are, there are some controversies going on with the antriksh corporation yes but isro for its uh, you know if you look at the history of the past 50 it has been years, up up and up the, the trajectory results, has been like amazing results yes. they have set their own mandates they mm. have set their own goals and have achieved them with with the kind of uh, a team in place that is yeah. what i'm predicting is india is going to be the low cost uh, outsourcing uh, hub of any country for any country that wants to monitor its crops you know do sat you know climate analysis yes. and have a sort of satellite capability that the world power so called yeah. world power powers was denying to them so what do you oh. have to say about the jive that um, in new york times made well these were doves these were just 15 well let the mr donald trump address uh, new york <laughs> times first you know before i get to we don't that. we don't worry about donald uh, uh, new york times you know new york times probably has its back office managed by some indian people sitting that's in what i said them. when they said something like this i said you know new york times needs uh, to worry about mr trump yeah, They, a, they they don't need to worry about that, us. That is a silly thing that I. I But then there is also a leftist um, thing that uh, oh, yeah, a country yeah. that does not have enough food, people don't have enough food on the table. Should it be spending so much money on? Uh, But New York Times will program. not go to the inner cities. In New York Times will not do that whole analysis for about the African American community. But no. now I am talking about our DC uh, leftists right, right. who will also always come up with what is the big deal about going into space when um, you know they. 
there is not enough food on the table. The point is, these two things are not separate from each other. Human endeavor, human spirit, yeah. it needs to be celebrated. There is nothing to say that, oh, just because we are, you know, um, progressing in science, we cannot make uh, you know, sure that every every mouth is fed. Mm -hmm. I don't see how these two things are antithetical to each other, but only in the mind of a leftist, I would say. And, because, and Indian leftists are so disconnected. They you generally, if you look at left uh, you know, movement, are very respectful of the achievements in science and technology, and they do tend to keep them away yeah. from the general social problems that exist. Yeah. But Indian left is so bereft of ideas, is so such a copycat, uh, you know, leftist, uh, you know, cabal that they have been placed irrespective of the actual knowledge and actual, uh, you know, ideology that they have. You know, I'm going to throw a thought at you and our uh, listeners because we have to end this segment. I just want to say that Indian science, and you can correct me if you think I'm not wrong, but this is my opinion and um, our listeners can uh, write to us. I have always felt that Indian science has done well when non-left regimes have been in power. Exactly, because in India, you know, the, the for example, ISRO chairman, just before the launch of any satellite, still goes to Tirupati and gets darshan and, you know, so there's always that respect that science has always been part of our conscience. You know, yeah. it has always, uh, you've, you've given the kind of... Uh, importance that science deserves in the society mm -hmm. because it was never at loggerheads with religion or the state at least state not in, in indic civilization state policy, yeah. state policy your scientists goldsmiths your uh, sculptors were always considered to be uh, on top great, of the food chain great creators they yeah, were all yeah. in the in that realm of creation you know yeah. and when you are in the realm of creation there is certain aspect of divinity there is a certain aspect of respect indian society at large only from the time I think the past 200-300 years when the western influence become very palpable in mm. the uh, milieu uh, that you your, your, your own elite started disassociating your culture from science. Now they are coming back, mm. you know, today we published a great article, the, the ancient, ancient traditions yes. and ancient... By Stephen Knapp. Yes. Stephen Knapp has done an excellent... Uh, He's know, done a phenomenal research. Uh, analysis on what the greatness was and you know, your scientist was also a guru. Yeah. The scientist was also the sadhu roaming around the street. So there was never a differentiator that, oh, these, these people are exalted university professors mm -hmm. and they are the only ones who can come and give you gyan. Gyan could be given by the one sitting under the neem tree who has nothing to wear, but he has got infinite wisdom to give to the society. Yeah. So India has always welcomed science. India will continue to be the hub of science. The, the next uh, future generation is very inclined to be and once left is kept away from uh, I think science will blossom left. there is there is no no question about you, that the only thing that you can give credence to left is that the element of welfare state has been revisited by the churning uh, because of Karl Marx and Frederick Engels mm -hmm. because health and education was supposed to be uh, not state uh, policy mm. especially because of the colonial imperialistic uh, dictums that were in, in vogue that is the only two things that you can give to them everything else they are outdated they are not suited for the modern world that we live in especially in India if the left cannot talk in scientific terms in terms of real technology in terms of uh, science and research 
they are going to be left alone <laughs> they are going to be left behind so with that we come to an end to this i wanted to start this with a you know story that brightens our lives because that is really the point of mind makers we will talk, we'll get back to politics because that's what we do but um, this is a story that makes our head go up in pride and our shoulders up in pride this is wonderful congratulations to all the scientists in isro this is a great achievement women scientists numerous women scientists who were there with the project this is this is just amazing yeah. congratulations to all of you we are all proud of you okay from that wonderful story about segment on isro uh, coming back to politics what we do week after week after day after the day high, you have to talk about the low. low yes after the high we have to go to the low and what a low it has been in politics this week so first of all let's go to up which is in middle of um, very interesting yeah. elections we have carried a story on the ground with um, pradeep bandari and who runs this digital channel called janki baat he has been on the ground for days now if not months in up from you know going from eastern up to western up and he uh, has come up with very interesting conclusions that you might want to check when you go to mind.net and uh, before that also we had another piece from shwetang we would like you to check that out as well otherwise also there seems to be um a consensus and from what i have heard and from what my sources are saying that um cycle to puncture hogi lagta hai it just doesn't seem that um, you know rahul riding pillion with um, akhilesh yadav is going to take him too far i think the cycle will just stop because of the weight of the two people because um, the hand is breaking the cycle hand is breaking the cycle <laughs> so that's amazing but up is always a big prize in indian politics huge prize in indian electoral politics still up is broken down into four states which is mayawati's um, thing and which i have it always should, it, should, it should bring into this thing till then Stupid, you yeah. it, it's just too big as a size of brazil yeah. so up till then up will always remain a big electoral prize for any political party it does seem that bjp has done quite well in first two um, segments i this is hearsay this is what we are picking up from people we don't know but it seems they are doing well it seems that bsp which is under the radar is not doing bad as well it does seem that there is a sizable muslim vote that has gone to bsp that's what my sources are telling me um akhilesh yadav and uh, you know this gathbandhan alliance or whatever it is they will keep their yadav vote but how far that will take them needs to be seen because ultimately elections are all about arithmetic which is what i right. uh, keep saying again and again it is not about chemistry it is uh, about arithmetic and we'll see how that goes <laughs> talking about chemistry um priyanka um, Vadra Mrs Vadra was there um in UP uh, a day ago yeah. and she took a couple of digs as she always does she comes out from hibernation during UP elections and uh, uh took a couple of digs at um, Narendra Modi and said, and called Narendra Modi an outsider in UP that was pretty interesting because UP has already uh, taken over sonia gandhi and before that um, indira and before that in fulpur jawaharlal nehru none of them were up walas so um, to say that narendra modi is an outsider in up i thought that was a uh, interesting turn of phrase does priyanka gandhi live in uh, up no 
No, doesn't matter. Oh, is she insider? <laughs> she's an insider. That's what she said. She's an insider. Wow. So Sonia Gandhi is an insider. Sonia Gandhi was apparently born and raised in Raibareli. Sonia Ma. Wow. <laughs> but what is interesting is that you know it seems that they're really out of issues. Yeah. Because if they really wanted to talk about something, they could put the government on the man on a lot of issues. Yeah. But then they don't have the issue. So they're talking about something really as silly as uh, outsider yeah. versus insider. This state, Varanasi, Narendra Modi just won an election from there. He's an MP from there. So now if you're going to bring in this outsider and insider kind of uh, situation, it does not, it does and, not and fit in well. And in state elections, if you really have to make inroads, <coughs> you have to attack the state government in place. Yes. Right? You know, how can you attack the state government, uh, the central government, when you're supporting the state government and you want to win a substantial number of seats yeah. to be influential. So it's a lose-lose for them. What I am still not sure is where is this Muslim vote oscillating? Because A, a, a you, you really know that the Dalit vote is firmly embedded firmly with, with the Mayabdi. The, the Yadav vote is firmly embedded with the uh, Samajwadi party, yeah. right? But that there is, the, there is the, a, the, you know what is the floating vote? Floating vote is non-Yadav OBC vote. Exactly. That is the floating vote and then the Muslim vote. Uh -huh. And non-Yadav OBC vote seems to be firmly with BJP at the moment. And the Brahmin vote. Am, you, yeah. for, you are forgetting the Brahmins are 15 percent. 10 to 15% that's what they say yeah. in UP. So yeah. there is that three that's segments. Also a, yeah. right? so, non so the Muslim vote, Brahmin vote and non-Yadav uh, OBC That is the floating. floating. That is floating the 60%, vote. The 60%. Yeah. So that seems, whoever gets those, two out of those three chunks right. will right. win the election. Right. So it's, it's, it's pretty clear that way. So it seems that non-Yadav, that is what um, our reporters said and that is what uh, my sources are saying. The non-Yadav OBC vote is firmly with BJP. Where is the Muslim vote going? It seems that how much it will... So in a way, BSP doing well may be good for um, a BJP. If okay. the Muslim vote does go to BSP, it may be, it might end up as a second largest party in... Because she's not Muslim. able to get... The because she's not able to get any other vote. No other vote. Right. No other right. vote. Right. So then, um, BSP getting Muslim vote may actually be good for BJP. Right. So it's, it's, it's an interesting um, combination. And um, so there, there doesn't... Everyone who's telling me says, apart from economic times, and this is a joke, people who follow economic times will see, that other than economic times reporters, no one is seeing Akhilesh Yadav in UP. Yeah. So um, it doesn't um, seem so. Akhilesh Yadav has done completely what you know, he's gone overboard with media interviews. He's done exactly what Mulayam Singh Yadav did not do. Right. Opposite of that. Because Mulayam Singh Yadav was more in his carder, he would go around, and I have no respect for his politics. Right. But he was someone who would go and he would keep his carder together. Right. That is different. He was there on the ground. But he was there on the ground. Right. Um, Akhilesh Yadav is more on the pictures, you know, um, covers media of magazines and media, media management. management and all that. So that can be quite counterproductive. If you don't have work to support that, it's wonderful to have media management, but you also have to have work to support that. Right. So if those two things don't kind of right. collide right there, he could be stepping into a ditch. Right, right. 
and uh, UP hasn't been exactly set to fire with this alliance of um, Rahul and um, <coughs> Akhilesh at all. So that that remains. Especially uh, UP uh, voters are very knowledgeable. They know <laughs> that the national wave is in favor of Narendra Modi, even yeah. after demonetization, even after facing difficulties yeah. or whatever at the ground they were facing. They still know that. BJP has a firm chance of coming back to power in 2019 and if the same Akhilesh Yadav Congress dispensation is the one that they keep voting for, what? this is the educated amongst the people yeah, yeah. that know that economic opportunities can only come when a favorable state government and a central government are in place. Yes. And there is no way in 2019 Akhilesh Yadav's dispensation has any say in the national uh, Not politics. Not after, no. And Congress though is, is just yeah. nowhere in contention. Yeah. Yeah. So, so BJP camp seems to be fairly, voter, yeah. yeah. B and BJP camp themselves seem to be fairly confident. And very low profile. Very low profile, but very, very confident. Silent. Very confident yeah. they seem to be there. Although I had a lot of issues with BJP campaign because I thought that they did not have a uh, chief ministerial face. They, uh, whether that will pay for them or haven't paid for them, that, that really uh, needs to be seen. And that will determine the... Um, you know, but uh, not every time do they have CM face. No, every, not every time. He, but somehow I am of the opinion that any time, because we're moving more into presidential form of elections in India also. So I, this is my opinion, and yeah. UP could prove me wrong, and I'd be happy to prove me prone wrong. But it's my opinion that now that we are moving towards presidential form of elections, it seems that a face does a trick. People should know that who am I voting for. But, but on the flip side, Sunandaji, if the real intent and future of UP lies only in making it into two states or three states or whatever it is. Having a face is counterproductive because that face will become unpopular in the other two regions. Ah. So if the larger uh, thing is SRC as uh, it is called, State Reorganization yeah. Committee, which yeah. should happen, right. India deserves 50 states. Uh, this uh, no, two, this is uh, too little. Our uh, regional governors are incapable of administering uh, properly to more than 3 or 4 crore people at a time. Yeah. That is what I have seen no, in Andhra Pradesh also. I mean, UP they, is all the way from Noida to Gorakhpur. This is crazy. 20 crore population. It will be the 6th largest country on earth. Yeah. You know, so it has and to this be. Is, imagine even Uttarakhand used to be with you. Exactly. I can't even imagine and how big so it was. So it is, it is required. Uh, there are other regional aspirations also yeah. that need to be addressed. If uh, Maharashtra needs to be broken into Vidarbha and Marathwada, and the, so all of this has to, to happen, has to over, happen a period over a period of time. Of time and only it's a strong too big of a country, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, it's not possible. Uh, uh, but uh, UP also one of the interesting things is that uh, you know it has basically the past twenty five years has not seen. Uh, development that is tuned to the southern and western parts you know yeah. there is always this feeling of ki achha, hum up wale, uh, um, you know we, we have run the politics of the country we were basically uh, you know so close to delhi yet we are so far away from development See, my my uh, uh, thing in up always has been that why is that in north india we have an, and i travel to up quite a bit why hasn't how why haven't we had a first number one tier city in UP. Why don't we have a city like Delhi right. or uh, Bomb uh, Mumbai yeah. or um, no. Bangalore or something like that? Why has that not happened in UP? Why has a you know a city like Kanpur not been developed? Why has a city like Allahabad not been developed? Why has a city you know or even Noida, which was at some point yeah. they thought that it would it be this thing, city, but yeah. it hasn't. It has lost to Gurgaon. So the thing is that why has UP not even after so much potential that UP has 
has not been able to produce tier one cities with the result that migration has become a huge problem which Narendra Modi addressed in several of his rallies that why do people have to uh, leave UP to find jobs somewhere Bihar else? Bihar is not being ta- talked about in terms of Gundaraj even though Lalu is now in uh, uh, contention in terms of being a coalition partner, only after Bihar was split into Bihar and Jharkhand, Nitish Kumar, person like Nitish Kumar could, could talk about development. development. Exactly. You know, that is the problem with having large provinces so spread out yeah. that you are not able to concentrate on density. Now look at Chandrababu Naidu. Mm. Although the the Andhra Pradesh government has had has had a very big revenue deficit problem. But still, it's even focused. It I saw Tirupati at this time. Yeah, you told me. It yeah. is a world class city. I know. I would I was, rate it as one of the best cities in in India and Chandrababu and you told me it's clean it has become clean it is clean. so clean yeah. that Swachh Bharat thing was all over the place mm. from the beginning Tirupati was yeah. clean and it was well maintained from but the it's but gotten even better my parents visited Tirupati airport it is one of the world's best airports today I was amazed so, so Tirup- I mean that is what happens when you have smaller uh, states they are all uh, adhering to the principle of Rashtra uh, Dharma yeah. and this is the way to go forward have 30 to 40 states spread and absolutely spread in uniformly across it absolutely we we will see uh, which way up goes in coming time but we will certainly go to tamil nadu now before we get to our uh, next topic um, i do want to say that this is mindmakers production this mind podcast is brought to you by the mindmakers team this uh, podcast is produced and edited by adit kapadia with the help of our team in india the panelists for the um, podcast are Adit Kapadia, Pramod Kumar Buravalli, and Sunanda Vashisht, which is me. Okay. So after creation comes chaos. Uh-huh. So we started with Dr. Krejan. Let's do the Tandav now. Uh-huh. So the Tandav that happened in um, Tamil Nadu Assembly. Was this um, Stalin's... First of all, I have a lot of problem with saying the name Stalin because I keep thinking of the original name. How can anybody name the child Stalin? But that's anyway, that's a different story. But was this MK Stalin's coming out party? Well, he, he had to come out, you know, he still got about 10-15 years of political career left. He, may, he has made the youth leader at 60. Poor guy had no <laughs> choice, you know, uh, dealing with the, the type of father he was, uh, you know, destined to have. So, uh, yeah, this is, you know, Stalin, uh, you know, had to make a break for it and basically show to the people that he's much better, he's uh, much more refined. He ends up uh, becoming... Uh, very civil with the you know as the opposition leader. I've seen some of the debates. I understand Tamil. So, w- w- what? He oh, you do understand to, Tamil? Yeah, yeah. What, what is he happens? articulate? He's very articulate and he's not as poetic as his father oh. or in terms of uh, cinematic terms. Okay. But then he does have a quirky sense of humor. He mm-hmm. has. So in that terms, he was he was a uh, better um, yeah, heir than his brother. And 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 yeah, oh yeah, uh, not, in comparison mm-hmm. to Alagiri, he's mm-hmm. much better. Yeah. So, but w- what happens is that. Now, in the post-Dravidian politics, you know, Stalin is also trying to create an image for himself mm. that he is nationalistic in nature, he is a, he obviously he is a, a believer in God and all that. He's trying to maintain civil relationship. Mm. Earlier, Karunanidhi and Jayalalitha could not see eye to eye, so much so that when Jayalalitha became chief minister, Karunanidhi never showed up at the mm-hmm. assembly. Same goes with uh, her. So, after this, uh, with Sashikala being out of contention for 10 years, this party will uh, go away. You know, maybe yeah, a new new Amma Anna DMK should come up with uh, Opa Neer Selma. So what what really happened, and then we can um, go into the yeah. um, uh, analysis of it. Yeah. What happened was that 
that um, Mr. Palani Swami, who was Palani finally, Swami, Palani Swami, who was finally sworn in yeah. as uh, Chief Minister, he won with 122 votes in his favor. Yeah. 11 votes against him came from the OPS camp. They Paneer were against Salman him. Yeah. Paneer Selvam camp, he could only manage 11 votes. The DMK's 88 uh, members were evicted, yeah. and the Congress. Eight members walked out of protest, right. so then it became right. uh, this thing. So the trust vote, which was scheduled at 11 p.m., finally was held at 3:15 p.m. after multiple adjournments and as legislators broke chairs and yanked out mics and apparently, apparently, I mean, we saw it on the TV, heckled the um, speaker, is uh, you know, so. Um, Speaker has allegedly said that he was tortured by opposition legislators. His uh, shirt was torn, and um, uh, you know, marshals had to be brought in. So one DMK MLA actually sat on the speaker's chair for protest. <laughs> so this is complete, you know, comedy going on. So um, and then Stalin, um, like a hero, he was not. It was not Stalin's day at all. But he came out of the um, assembly yeah. with his shirt torn, and he said that he had been uh, injuries uh, he right. just injured in this whole ruckus and he also alleged that his party legislators were assaulted by the marshals all right. that drama happened so Paneer Selvam as of now he had the momentum that momentum is gone because there is a new chief minister now right. so he does not have the charisma right. that either that the original people had that right. Amma had or um, uh, you know MJR had he does not have that charisma he had a little bit of momentum that momentum is also gone now so he is he is consigned to history he is consigned to history he is never going to be able to represent Amma because Amma is also convicted party Shashikala is in jail today the next cell was to be Jailalitha's cell. So this is unfortunately the end of AIA DMK with that case and the conviction. So OPS is gone. OPS is gone. And she appointed her nephew. The two nephews were thrown as the deputy general secretaries. Dinakaran, who is supposed to be the most corrupt and violent man, is now the general secretary, who is going to be the 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 sort of indirect control on Palani Swami. There's no mm -hmm. way he will be able to function independently. So again, midterm elections or even if this term they are able to survive for two or three years. Uh, next natural beneficiary is DMK. DMK. They will storm into power if they and can. Stalin has been wanting, has been waiting in wings for this moment. Yeah. So this is this is really good for yeah. him. And this is this is. I just hope that Tamil Nadu is such an important state. Yeah. And till now, the rivalry between the yeah. two Dravidian parties, as you said very eloquently in the last podcast, also has not held the state back. The progress of the state right. was never held back yeah. by the rivalry. I mean, legendary rivalry of the yeah. two Dravidian parties. We. Hope hope that continues. The, we hope that even though there is political rivalry, we hope there yeah. is political bickering, we hope there is political drama, but everyone is, whoever is in power is focused, once they are in power, is focused on the progress of Tamil Nadu. And remember that AIDMK, the current version of AIDMK still has lot of Rajya Sabha MPs. Yes. Both Lok Sabha and Rajya Sabha MPs. This time DMK came up cropper. They have yeah. very few MPs yeah. left. So there is still leverage left for Shashikala if she can play the cards right. 
But then she's out of contention. She cannot contest elections for the she next ten years. She cannot, but but she is going to be a, uh, like a remote control. Remote control. So she'll be the godmother for the remnants of. Uh, no, and then she's already, as you said, she's already put in her family in control. So okay. this is so going to be Manargudi mafia Ma- versus uh, the DMK. DMK uh, now at the moment. Yeah. So it is just. They, they will play whatever is required. Their yeah. drama will always be yeah. there. But the only thing that I'm hoping that new uh, Dravidian politics arises out of Tamil Nadu is. A very respectful uh, uh, diffidence towards the central authority yeah. and this kind of uh, romance they had with the Lankan Tamilian secessionist movement. Has that gone, that has just disappears. And, and, so and we have to, I, for million problems yeah. that yeah. Um, Jai have, we have yeah. to thank her for that. Yeah. So that's that's one reason that, you know, she, uh, she that's one good she yeah. did. Yeah. So yeah. moving from Tamil Nadu, because there's really nothing right. we can speak about it after, you know, people right. saw what there was to be seen and uh, we will see, we will talk, we'll come back to Tamil Nadu in a couple of podcasts and see. Let's talk uh, about the other confrontation. Yes, let's talk about the other confrontation, which is in United States of America. The Trump state was, versus Trump. State was, exactly, this is state versus Trump. So we we don't know, as I said in the um, beginning of the um, uh, podcast, that all organs of the government are working differently and for different purposes. All organs of government are supposed to work in different ways, but they are supposed to converge somewhere. Here's another uh, one from me. And the mouth organ is functioning differently. (laughs) Mouth organ is completely... (laughs) The mouthpiece of these uh, organizations, you know, when when we talk about American deep state, why America is so successful is, it always has the academia, the, the media, the intelligence operations, the the think tanks, the foundations, the businesses, all of them work in tandem when it comes to Pax Americana or the yeah. American interest, right? Yes. And they were always represented by somebody whose politics could be something. Mm-hmm. But when they ascend the office of the presidency, the presidency is also a very important thing to review. It not only controls the secret service, but it yeah. also controls the... Fort Knox, you know, the yeah, money, money part, right? Mm. So th- this this is a whole system that has been put in place for the yeah. past 200 years. And Trump is hell-bent on unraveling every single aspect by undermining the press in a press conference. Mm-hmm. Okay, not in a public statement. This, yes. He has said openly that New York Times, every CNN, everything that has worldwide uh, audience and worldwide followership, what is CNN going to show? How is CNN going to show its face? Yeah. Your American president is saying you are corrupt and your news is fake. How will you peddle your information outside of the yeah. country? Yeah. He is saying that the new, uh, this uh, uh, conversations he is ha- he's having with uh, outside countries is being leaked to the media by rogue intelligence. Op- uh, that is what he means. Yeah, that's what rogue means. intelligence operatives. So this is becoming a nightmare. He said a very interesting nightmare. thing on the, yeah. um, uh, you know, that presser that day. He told a reporter, he said, well, I spoke to Putin and I had a wonderful conversation with him. And you must know because that information was classified. Yeah. <laughs> Pointing out that the press has access to all classified intelligence, classified information because of rogue intelligence. So I, this is really deep state versus the government at the it moment. Is. This it is really deep state versus the... Uh, Trump government at the moment and we will see how that goes. Things don't look very rosy for the United States of America at the moment. Let me add it. It's bad days ahead and this confrontation, I don't know where this is going to end because no one side will He's back not, off. Trump is not willing to 
put his politics aside his agenda aside and you know what they used to say in in uh, the beltway you know as it's yeah. called is a republican becomes a very uh, mild republican when he takes the office of the presidency and the democrat, democrat becomes, becomes a partial republican yeah. when they come to power which because is what they, they come to obama center. had agreed to obama yeah. came with whatever yes we can all the yeah. who who who's going to do the review no. the because review they finally come come and uh, come they deliver the, the common minimum yeah. agenda yeah. 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 coalition hota hai yeah, the same coalition that. is yeah. what delivers the the ultimate verdict on the presidency yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he is broken the convention he yeah. has not used the republican money so the republicans have no control over him he's putting a check on lobbying yeah lobbies That's are the one, biggest economy part, part of the american yeah. economy if he bans lobbying how is you know, the american political system remember, going to be funded you know, you know how i what i said the last time he is either going to end up as one of the finest american presidents after lincoln or he is just going to take america down but he has got there is one thing no right middle he has got one thing right whether you are deeply liberal uh, white caucasian mm-hmm. or whether you are deeply conservative white caucasian they are rooting for him silently because of three agenda items one agenda item is they feel because of demographic change the advantage they have in numbers which is right around 60% right now because of various reasons they, yeah. they are not producing as many kids they have financial constraints that are uh, disabling them from actually looking at two or three kids this is becoming a big uh, demographic problem for the whites yeah and he is trying to address that by curbing immigration curbing so many different things and enabling uh, more people to produce kids the anti abortion thing is not yeah. more it is not uh, theological it is also because they are losing the numbers yeah 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 of course you can't import yeah. numbers from europe anymore yeah yeah yeah, right? yeah that is one thing he is addressing the second thing is the economic decline of the yeah. white uh, population that is happening at huge numbers mm. the third most important thing is national security that they feel threatened mm. all the time constantly by the demographic numbers that the so as long as these three issues remain he will have support he will in have popular America. support he will have popular support not in the america not deep support so where this goes a president who has this is probably the first time in the uh, history of this country a president with popular support going completely head to head with deep support uh, who is non ideological who is non ideological because he is, he is neither this nor that so we don't know where this is going to thing uh, we will stop this here and we will come back with the recommendations in a minute after the chaos we bring in some uh, semblance of normalcy our recommendations for this week um my recommendation for this week is something that has already gone viral but i had not seen it and i um, highly recommend people who have not seen it to go to youtube and get this one hour talk by a kashmiri pandit activist named sushil pandit you must have watched him on the tv he's a very articulate gentleman in one hour he has given the entire history of kashmiri pandits this is not something you'll find in a book because there are very few books available of on the history of kashmiri pandits but if you do want to hear who are kashmiri pandits and where they came from and how are they here this is a wonderful one hour one and a half hour talk it was delivered in university uh, iit madras and it was organized by an organization called vande matram if you go to youtube and you put in these keywords you'll be able to find it it is it's a great recommendation i mean it's a great talk and i i'm sure you would come back and tell me that it was a great recommendation pramod your recommendation from a pandit to a swami mm-hmm. i'm always going to recommend anything that uh, uh, is written on swami 
Swami Vivekananda mm-hmm. has always been my ideal. Uh, Hindul Sen Gupta has uh, released a new book called The Modern Monk. Yes. This is about unknown facets of Swami Vivekananda. Uh, how he liked cookbooks, how he was very enthusiastic, uh, inventor of new items, you yeah. know, kitchari and all that. An unknown very, very, you know, side of Swami yeah, Vivekananda. So many things about his travels that we don't yeah. know of. And Hindol is trying his best to bring that into popular, uh, you know. Uh, yes, Hindol is yeah. uh, coming up as a very good writer. Yeah. And I, um, I met him actually, um, you know, in writer's conference when I was in Delhi. Yeah. So this is wonderful. I have to myself check this book out. So that's wonderful. That brings us to the end of this Mind Podcast. Thank you for listening. And do like us on Facebook. Do follow us on Twitter. And go to mind.net and... Um, Check out all the wonderful work that we are doing there. If you would like us to discuss any topic that you have in mind, please write to us. And um, you can either tweet to us or um, you can, um, you know, uh, call us, um, write to us at info at mind.net. It's wonderful coming here week after week and talking to you. Thank you so much. This is Sinanda Vashisht signing off.